0: According to a German tabloid, the Chicago Bears will be playing in Germany this season. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the Bears starting demolition or filing to start demolition so they can start their project at Arlington Heights and ask, what are some of the biggest things to look out for as the rookies head to the first rookie minicamp this weekend? We're getting to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. Alright Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm Hayes, if you want to follow me you can do so right off the top, at CEO, Hayes, that's C-E-O, H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform, but let's get into it. So according to a German tabloid, shout out to Germany, as many of you guys know, grew up in Germany, uh, shout out to Germany, uh, Germany, but... In a German tabloid, they have seemingly confirmed that the Bears will be playing in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we know that they were one of the teams that had an option to play overseas, that they were being considered. But we did hear the last time, I think the McCaskies were kind of against that happening. Seems like maybe the NFL maybe have forced the Bears' hands. And kind of my own, again, this is not reporting, this is kind of just my own uh, speculation on it, is that the Bears were rumored to do a couple of things, right? They were one of the finalists for hard knocks, which we know they were against and didn't want to do. The NFL could have forced that. And they were also one of the teams in consideration to play this game over in Germany. And so the fact of the matter is, I would not be surprised if the NFL said to the Bears, listen, you're doing one of them. Pick which one it is. You're doing one of them. You can fight us all day. You don't want to do both. That's cool. But you're doing one of them. Which one is it? And while the the Bears, we we know that uh, they don't want to give up a home game, So that's what makes it kind of make sense of the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, it is what it is. Like, I I look at it as a great opportunity, especially when you see the viewership that it did get, the revenue that it generated, and making new football fans, because a lot of European countries don't have great access to American football. They just don't. They don't get to see it. And you do have fans over there that are interested in the sport. So I do think that, you know, just making it kind of a spectacle and, and, and an event there uh, and that they do once a year, I think that it's a great honor to be a part of that. I understand the loss in revenue and things that that could all generate, and your fan base over here in the States having to stay up later or whatever else to be able to watch the game. I understand all of that. But when it comes down to it, I look at this as a great opportunity. I'll also look at Hard Knocks as that. Now, again, I'm a guy who's just sitting here talking about his favorite football team. So, of course, my mindset is going to be a little bit different than the owners and the players and the coaching staff and all that. But of course, I look at it as a great opportunity. Let me know what you guys think if you're on the YouTube side down below and what you think about the, the Bears playing over in Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. So the schedule is expected to be released around May 11th, so we're about a week away from that schedule being released. We'll have a full schedule breakdown. Uh, me, Bobby C. Doe, we'll probably also do predictions uh, based on the, on the Bears' record based off how that schedule shakes out and the dates and everything. But uh, we'll have a schedule release party for sure make sure you guys are tuned in for that but let's go ahead and move on so the Chicago Bears have also filed paperwork to start uh the demolition uh needed to remove the Arlington Park structures that are there now this is just another step let's keep in mind here it's just f- paperwork being filed nothing has officially happened right now at all um and so the, the after this you know the demolition is kind of the first phase to get to clear all the remaining buildings there and then that's when you can start building that multi-purpose entertainment district that the Bears want to build there. It's still a long ways away, right? I want to be clear. This isn't anything um, Arlington Park is not going to be ready to go um, anytime soon, right? We're probably looking at about five years at a minimum before the Bears are over there in that stadium. And so, I mean, unless they rush production or something like that, which then again, you don't want to do. The stadium is going to be the first thing they get up so that they can move over there. The entertainment district around the stadium is going to be the thing that takes even longer than that five years to really build, but it's coming. And that's the thing that almost since we've started this show is when that rumor started happening. And so just be on the lookout. The Bears are moving to Arlington Park. it, it is happening. It just is what it is. And so um as it happens and, and that and we'll, we'll keep giving news and updates updates on that, but it's still quite a long way away. It's not, it's not it's not gonna be ready anytime soon. So uh, you know, it is what it is. They did buy that property for 197 million. So shout out to that um so you know it is what it is we'll see what it means and and you know how they they produce and keep going along that but you know let's move on to some football topics actual football right and that is questions leading into the the bears rookie minicamp so there are a couple of things outstanding that we just want to talk about um heading into that and that is of course how the rookies perform right what do we hear about the rookies how they you know adapt to the system how the coaches feel about them if there are any that come out of this kind of maybe grabbing on to some starting level positions. When you look at also Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, um, Ryan Post has already said that he, he thinks that they can play inside and out that they can both play three technique at the NFL level. And that is important to Matt Eberflus's system is the three tech. Um, and you know, he's going to use them or the coaching staff is going to try to use them in both areas, kind of similar to what they did with Kyler Gordon last season, um, using him um, on the outside and slot corner as well. So, you know, be, be on the lookout for that development and just kind of getting the the groundworks so that to kind of fill out those players and what their ultimate role is going to be. But also, I will say this in having them do inside and out and, and doing a couple of different things, expect that to maybe affect their development, maybe it to be a little bit more slower. That's what happened to Kyler Gordon last season as he was learning the outside and the slot. So because of that. Um, you, you know, and not to say that it's going to halt their development or anything, but when you're learning to position while it's possible, right, um, and that's what we did, like, like I said, last year. We, we see that Matt Eberflus is not um, afraid to do that, but it, just may, it may cause that development and maybe that that picture of how their role is exactly going to be, it may cause that to be, you know, maybe a little bit more cloudy than what we initially thought. Next up with that, though, is also Darnell Wright. He, listen, we, we need to hear as much as we can possibly when it comes to Darnell Wright. How the Bears feel about him? How they feel about his development? How they feel about his conditioning? Right, everything like that. Do they try him out at left tackle a little bit? Fully expected for him to be the starting right tackle, but they may really take a little uh, a, a look at him in both areas just to see. We know that Matt Eberflus, uh, Luke Getsey, they've not been afraid to really use some versatility on that offensive line. So don't be surprised, especially in these mini camps, as they look to see, hey, what's the if we do need to. What what's the chances of him being able to play a couple of different sides? So, you know, it is what it is there. I I, I expect fully uh, to hear nothing but glowing things about Darnell Wright coming out the mini camp. I expect to hear nothing but glowing things. It's a mini camp. You expect to hear glowing things about every everyone on that. Uh, but also what un, undrafted free agents that the Bears have brought in? What which one of them shine? Right? Do we have another Jack Sanborn? And not meaning to have the same impact or path of a Jack Sanborn, but do we have another undrafted rookie? Uh, that we signed that ends up making this roster, and maybe even carving out a spot for them. Of course, the kicker out of Syracuse, uh, the undrafted one there, Andre Schmitz, I think, it's, or Schmike. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce. It. It's a T at the end of it. It's throwing me off because there's a, a Z and a Y in the name. You don't see that many combinations that often. But you know, seeing what he is, uh, the Bears have signed him as an undrafted uh, free agent. Does he end up making the roster? Uh, we we did a couple of of linebackers in there as well. Even the quarterback. Tyson uh, Badgett, he was one that you know, kind of was one of the more marquee um, as far as undrafted rookies. But concerning our quarterback room, I don't know if we necessarily see him doing anything. But hey, so, you know, really seeing if any of do, do the Bears find another another diamond in the rough, right? Do they find another one and getting an undrafted rookie that ends up making uh, the roster? And then also, no, Sewell, will, right? What happens with him, right? Do the Bears actually move him to defensive end as some people have speculated? Now, we know, hey, listen, he brings the size, he brings he he, he brings the pass rush. that's kind of his best thing. He needs to work on his pass coverage, but can the Bears realistically move him to the defensive end? Can they move him to the edge? And if that does, did that help clear up some of those questions that we have at the edge for the Chicago Bears? That's one of the big ones. When you really look at Noah Sewell and what he brings, 6'2", 246 pounds, can he drop some weight? Can he play a a rotational defensive end piece can he become one of those players that again not positionless but can but but can play multiple positions for the Chicago Bears coming out of that rookie camp do they use him some in linebacker do they use him some um also on their defensive end does he maybe even move Jack Sanborn down the rotation which I know C-Dub will hate to hear me even utter those words on this show about his son Jack Sanborn not being, uh, you know, get, kind of being pushed down the depth chart. But, again, those are all kind of questions right now to ask for the Chicago Bears uh, because, I, I like, I, I, again, you know, with Noah Sewell specifically, um, you know, there, there, like I said, there was some talk, but there's also been some things coming out that they don't necessarily view him as, as a defensive end or edge in, in the next level. They brought him in to play what he's played, and that's linebacker. That can absolutely be the case as well. Noah Seawell as well uh so you know we'll end up seeing but you know competition isn't bad so uh if he do, they do bring him in to push competition and they use him it is what it is it just is what it is at that point but that's it a little bit shorter of an episode today not a lot of news coming out of the the bears nation as of right now but as otas as we move forward in offseason also you know any free agent things that the bears may do there are some key uh you know some free agent veteran free agents out there that could still absolutely help contribute to a team and so you know we'll see if the bears do get a little bit more active that that last wave that last dash of free agency is coming um it always comes around that time after the draft especially when you have uh players like a yannick and cockway out there who uh you know really expected probably to sign earlier in free agency again so if the bears do decide to go in that go into that market there's there's still some quality players that the Bears can get there. Are they world beaters or anything that's going to, like, factor in probably hugely into the Bears' future at all? No. Any player that's probably out there still as a, as a veteran free agent right now, my expectation would probably be that they're going to get one of Ryan Poles' uh, you know, patented one-year prove it deals is kind of what I think. Um, But, you know, we'll see what the Bears end up doing. We still got the most money. In free agency available. So if the Bears do decide to do that, we still have to get up to that lower spending limit as well and spend a certain amount of money before uh the season ends. So there's a lot of questions around uh if, if the bears will get a little bit more active in this last dash of free agency, and I think they will. I don't know what level of player they're gonna be signing, but I do think that there are gonna be some acquisitions out there that the bears are really gonna look for, man. So uh, but that's it. That's the daily episode for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback. Questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I like to in every episode on, go Bears. No, bear down, y'all. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break- Media, Break- Media.